0: This is the On Conflict Podcast, deep conversations that will transform your relationship with conflict. Season two, a focus on leadership. And now your hosts, Julia Menard and Gordon White. Welcome to episode one, season two of the On Conflict Podcast. I'm Gordon.
1: And I'm Julia.
0: At the end of last year, we mentioned that we would focus on leadership this year.
1: So we're excited to spend this episode talking about how we got here.
0: Mm -hmm. How did we get here, Julia?
1: Season one was quite the journey in terms of having this opportunity to speak with a lot of different people Mm -hmm. about conflict. And we were concurrently working on various conflict projects and organizations together in communities. And between those two, over the year, I think we learned... Quite a bit. And one of the things that thematically we noticed was no matter the organization, no matter the context, no matter the person we interviewed, leaders and leadership would come up time and again.
0: Leaders are very influential in the way conflict plays out in systems. Mm-hmm. So it could be an organizational system. It could be a community. It could be a group. It could be a team. Could be a country. it Could be a country.
1: Well, and one of the other things you and I got to talking about off air that I'd like to bring into this conversation is around what do we value in leadership? Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. Well, certainly, I think we value the potential of conflict. Well, that's
1: a pretty provocative statement. It is. Actually, I'm going to say something that I'm not expecting. Don't think you're expecting to hear me say. Mm
0: -hmm. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think that's happened before between us.
1: (laughs) Well, because I was just thinking, you know, still poking around, what do we mean by collaborative leadership? Yeah. And conflict, right? How we expect a leader to engage in conflict. Mm -hmm. And what I thought of just now is how you and I engage in conflict. We have lots of conflict. Yeah, we do. (laughs) And... I can say i've almost never and i'm I'm saying almost never because I just can't remember any instance, so i'll say never I've never experienced in any of our conflicts that you didn't respect me mm-hmm. in every conflict we've ever had, and we've had multitudes of conflicts mm-hmm. over the years mm-hmm. I've always felt that I was and it's an amorphous word, respected. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just felt the sense of connection with you.
0: Mm -hmm. I would say the same thing. And I think I could even state something um, behavioral about that. And that is, you listen to what I say.
1: Hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: No matter how much you might disagree with it, Mm -hmm. or that it might offend you or even hurt you.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And that piece around the understanding, I think it's one of the principles in mm. our field. Right. Mm. Like we I can just because I understand you doesn't mean I agree mm-hmm. Right. that it gives me permission mm-hmm. to connect with you. Mm-hmm. I just never realized listening is connecting. That might sound weird, but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> OK, anyway. so
1: that's. That, yeah, I, I do want to bring it back to leadership but, mm. uh, and collaboration. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think. Maybe it's a principle emerging around collaboration, which is you keep connected. And I think for me, that's one of the reasons that I find political discussions so disturbing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that they're see- it's, they seem to be bereft of any respect, any mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. with somebody who has a different ideological perspective. And, and it's so... Destructive, so non helpful. Mm
0: -hmm. So, I think this is a problem that you and I see in the world in general, right? And there are other people who see this, of course, right? Mm -hmm. But we see that uh, differences over, again, policy or direction or whatever are totally fine and should be engaged in vigorously, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. To produce new ideas and compromise where required. But the character assassinations, right, the looking for dirt on people, the obsession with making someone bad so that you can do better politically is just so unproductive for the public good. And yet our societies in around the world, so many of them have fallen into this mm-hmm. so deeply, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it was always there to some degree. Well, it's been there to varying degrees, but it just seems to have become so much more acute.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and then I think it is related to the state of the world. Mm-hmm. The more we have ecosystems collapse and mm-hmm. chaos, mm-hmm. we are going to feel more fearful.
0: Yeah, and then greater fear produces more defensive behavior, and then
1: mm-hmm.
0: more reactivity to the defensive behavior, and you get tend to get escalation. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's
0: going to mean to handle that, we're going to have to become more mature, basically mm-hmm. human beings, mm-hmm. right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's a call to a higher transformation consciousness, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is part of the reason we're so committed to doing this podcast. That's right. To explore these ideas and to help spread the notion that there are constructive ways to engage with conflict. Mm -hmm. In season two, we really want to go on a journey of exploring leadership and conflict and groups, communities, organizations, and where the intersections are. And and you and I are starting with a certain premise Mm -hmm. about the areas that we think are most important for leaders to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Now, we are, our area of expertise is has mostly been in organizations. Mm-hmm. So in the last decade, right? In the last yeah. decade, yeah. yeah. So that's where we're focusing this conversation. But I think there's a bit of an assumption. Some of these areas or tips could apply to groups, to communities, et cetera. Yeah. So to kick off the season, we put our heads together, you and I, Gord. Bonk. It, <laughs> carefully. <laughs> no conflict about it. It was just, ouch. <laughs> Different points of view. And together we've created seven areas that, you know, we, we are thinking at the beginning of this season that uh, we think leaders need to be aware of and, and capable of acting in when it comes to conflict. That's right.
0: And we'd like to reflect on these during the course of the season and mm-hmm. see where that takes us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And although organizations are our focus, some or much of what we have to say will apply to other, to other groups of various sizes. Um, could be a team, a community political realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sounds great. And uh, actually, you came up with these two terms, collaborative leader and conflict competent organization. Did you want to talk about those before we go into the seven
0: areas? Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I, I will say that these are a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. when Julie and I talk about collaborative leader, we're talking about certain interpersonal qualities. That's not the only thing we're talking about. We're definitely talking about certain interpersonal qualities. And some of those would be that the person is capable and comfortable sharing power, that they have the capacity to balance an empathetic and assertive engagement, using both those in a dynamic way, that they're consultative about processes and about conversation, and they're generally seeking win-win outcomes, um, meaning that, for example, compromise will have a better quality after this being an attempt to collaborate and try and create a win-win. Yeah. 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 And and, I list. Yeah. Yeah. And then it also would include, I think, an awareness of some of the conflict dynamics
1: and awarenesses we're going to speak about over the next, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and presumably themes will come up over the season as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And uh, conflict competent organization, Mm -hmm. an organization that embraces the practices we speak of in the seven steps below. But also another way to think about it is an organization that responds effectively to all the various dimensions that conflict can come in. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I would say reasonably effectively, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. to say to respond effectively to all the different dimensions of conflict is a pretty high order. It's true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Attempt to respond. Yeah. Perhaps even lead into our first area. Sure. Be responsible. And there's seven, right? There are seven. Okay. Seven areas. Yeah. First one's be responsible. Mm hmm. So... Uh, that uh, we see a collaborative leader as somebody who is who takes responsibility for conflict in their area, and that can be multifaceted. Taking responsibility that the leader may have a part to play in the conflict is one way to think about it. We're also saying though that someone take
0: a further step than that, and and if there's a conflict in the environment or in the group of people that you're responsible for. That that is your responsibility to look at it and try to do something about it and consider that you may have done something not apparent, which is contributing to or making that conflict more likely to arise and make others more likely to arise. That could be some policy. It could be. Encouragement for of people to you know try to accomplish something quickly. There's all kinds of ways that could happen.
1: Yeah. So seeing well, it's going to lead into our second point actually, which is the collaborative leader is also thinking systematically or systemically. Sorry, Mm -hmm. right? Thinking of the system. How did this come about? This conflict. One of the analogies
0: that's nice to use is that of an iceberg. The manifestations of conflict, which is which we sometimes call disputes, sort of heated up. Interaction that's going on that most people usually think of as conflict often has underlying dynamics to it that are not as apparent, right?
1: Well, the classic example is uh, fighting over the toothpaste or whatever silly thing. I mean, when we come into workplaces, people might be fighting over the paper clips or fighting over you leaving one cup mm-hmm. in the sink. Mm-hmm. And really, those are the tip the iceberg, as it were. Mm -hmm.
0: I think we're also speaking about thinking systematically in other ways. For example, how clear is the whole group in what their purpose is, what their strategic objectives are? their understandings of how they would treat each other, what their responsibilities are to each other on an interpersonal level, what their responsibilities are when conflict arises. Those are all yeah.
1: And another one I'm thinking that's pretty basic in this area is job descriptions. So mm-hmm. I've been involved in a couple of situations where job descriptions has been a big feeder of conflict, people not being clear on their mm-hmm. role or some making assumptions that the role is this and it's not that and yeah.
0: yeah, third one? Third one, coach. Mm-hmm. One of the areas to be aware of and a capability you want to have is to be able to help someone else prepare for and be more effective in engaging in a difference they have with someone else, a third person. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Conflict coaching, really. Conflict Being coaching. a conflict coach. Exactly. Uh, as a leader. That's right. As opposed to thinking they're children.
0: Yeah.
1: They're just, they'll work it out. Yeah. If we just ignore it, it'll go away. <laughs> Don't make a big deal about it.
0: And we have a tip, right?
1: We do. You do it.
0: Our tip is ask the person you're coaching how they think the other person sees it and why they see it. And another sort of uh, related question is how come they see you as problematic? How could someone see you as problematic?
1: Yeah, that's a bit confronting, isn't it?
0: (laughs) It is. (laughs) You can ask gently. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just (laughs) ideas for them, for somebody to think about, about how to work with somebody. There's also asking, you know, what are the risks of bringing up the conversation? What could be some benefits from your point of view, from the other person's point of view? We we tend to go to the things we're afraid of pretty easily, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but often need some prompts to think about other areas, a bit more benefits. Okay, fourth area?
0: Fourth area, difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to have them. Mm-hmm. you you need to be able to give other people tips on how to have them mm-hmm. and um one of the things we suggest to be aware of in that area is if you begin well it will tend to go well mm-hmm. and so what does beginning well look like julian
1: One way of beginning well is to state right off the bat some positive intention you have for having the conversation. Mm. Uh, It could be one of your best intentions, but it could also be a statement around caring. Mm. You know, and I've heard you say that to me, actually, sometimes that you care about our working relationship enough to invest the time to bring up topics that could take more effort to talk about. Mm-hmm, and I think those kind of statements assuage the other person that the intention is positive. Mm-hmm.
0: You could also speak about the outcome that you're hoping for, right?
1: Mm-hmm,
0: I'm mm-hmm, hoping to have mm-hmm. a more constructive working relationship. I'm hoping is, hoping that we can advance this project through this conversation.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, lovely. All right, fifth area.
0: Mediate as appropriate. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be helpful to assist two others that are mm-hmm. in a conflict. So you're being the sort of quasi mediator, informal mediator in the situation. Or you also could bring in a contracted mediator from the outside.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And a couple things about that. One is a media, one of the hallmarks of mediation, at least the way we practice it, is you're not telling people what to do. You're actually helping them have a conversation so that they can solve their own problem, come up with their own solutions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And our tip? Our tip is spend some time with
0: each of them individually before bringing them
1: together. Mm -hmm. It really helps with comfort and safety. yeah Emotional safety. All right. Sixth tip of seven. Know how to do some team development.
0: Mm-hmm. So there are lots of different components to this. But mm-hmm. one that I usually introduce fairly soon is the capacity to be able to raise a concern with someone else's behavior, right, or someone else's contribution. Mm-hmm. So be able to do that in a respectful way. Mm-hmm. And also be able to do it collectively. So developing the team's capacity to to talk about its interpersonal dynamics and reflect on its interpersonal dynamics.
1: Yeah. And what you're saying, Gordon, I think takes effort. It takes investment as well, sometimes in education, uh, sometimes in instruments. So I'm thinking with education, perhaps some shared education around how to have difficult conversations, how to bring up conflict. The um, One can use an assessment tool like Myers-Briggs or Thomas Kilman, some way of people having shared vocabulary about what their differences are. And having that kind of a, like a personality instrument helps mm. people shift from thinking you're bad, you're wrong to, oh, I see you're different mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are also models, communication models, right? And there are many of them, but one of them, for example, Gervais Bush's Experience Cube, just having a, like a common understanding of how you might communicate over something when you get into trouble, mm-hmm. that can be really helpful mm-hmm.
1: too. Yeah. Separating facts from yeah. interpretations, for example. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Our last tip is about to roll out, at least the way, or sorry, in the last area and tip. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say something first. Oh, okay.
0: Um this is not a one-off sort of uh, <laughs> operation or practice or project. It's an ongoing development, right? Becoming what is becoming more effective, becoming conflict competent,
1: right? Mm-hmm. It's an on- ongoing development.
0: Yeah, it's an ongoing development.
1: That's what we mean by number seven: be committed to continuous improvement. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another or another tip would be ask people for feedback, especially when you're a leader. Positional authority puts people off whether you know, you can be as friendly as Gomer Pyle. And if you don't give people permission to give you feedback, mm-hmm. they often won't.
0: Yeah, I think it's actually more than permission to. Invitation, th- maybe? Yeah, even encouragement. Mm. So, I mean, like, for example, everyone says they have an open door
1: policy, right? Right, right. I hear who, that a lot. Yeah, who yeah. says,
0: I've tried the open door policy, now I'm going to try the closed door policy for a while. You know, mm. I mean, basically, basically everyone has an open door policy. And unfortunately, it doesn't say too much. I think you have to almost publicly thank people. You know, it'd be like saying, Julia approached me last week and complained about this aspect of my behavior. I've considered it. I'm really trying to make an improvement. Will you, everyone else please give me some feedback on this. If you see I'm not improved and I just really want to thank Julie again for doing that because I think we can give each other Constructive feedback—it's going to help all of us.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean that—that's huge. That requires humility, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it It reminds me of (laughs) Edgar Schein's book, right, "The Humble Inquiry." Yeah. Yeah. How this—an organizational development consultant, Edgar Mm -hmm. Schein, near the end of his career—is promoting the idea that that's the most important quality in a leader, actually, is humility. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's a nice way to start to wrap up this episode. Mm -hmm. That we wanted really to give you an explanation as to how we landed on thinking that we wanted to focus this season not just on conflict but to bring in leadership and we wanted to share with you some of the paradigms we're coming from or the framework that seven point framework and and it might change for us over the mm-hmm. season i know we want to check back in about our thinking at the end mm-hmm. about various things about leadership and conflict yeah yeah
0: and then um, the next episode is our interview with jane morley and it's just a fantastic look into a systems perspective in organizations mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah i'm really looking forward to sharing it with the world yeah
0: all in the light of conflict dynamics, of course.
1: Of course. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Gordon. Yeah. Thank you, Julia. Thank you for listening. If you love this episode of
0: On Conflict,
1: then help us out by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes.
0: And you can spread these big ideas, too, by sharing on
1: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you show up online. Want to know more about us?
0: Check out our website, onconflictpodcast.com.
1: Thank you so much for listening.
0: Now, go make the world a better place.